Hey, gold friends, it's me, Adrian, or Aiden. Either way, I am still your host, and you are still listening to Susto, the podcast of ooky, spooky, scary stories. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning back in. If this is your first time, welcome to the Susto fam. You know, you can start here. You can start at the episode one you can start at any episode you want honestly this show i feel is meant to be enjoyed wherever you want to pick up so dive right in you're already here pull up a seat whatever you want y'all guess what so my birthday my 30th birthday thank you thank you was the sunday right before this episode came out so wednesday if you're a patron early access or thursday for everyone else it was last sunday was my 30th birthday i had all these plans for the weekend it was going to be so much fun i was going to to spend time with a lot of amazing people do some fun things the thursday before that weekend i tested positive for covid i'm fine i'm okay i got pretty sick my boyfriend and I, we both got sick uh, for a couple days, and oh my god, it sucked. And yes, I am looking for some pity right now, because 30 is like a big deal, you know? It's one of the big, like, I feel like it's one of the last big birthday milestones, right? Because then after that, you just kind of like, your life kind of starts there. That's what a lot of people say. That's how I feel about mine, to be honest. And I was like, damn, I got, I kind of got robbed. <laughs> Someone gave me ojo and gave me COVID literally the weekend of my birthday, but it's fine hopefully there will be some makeup celebrations in the future and uh, i am just grateful to be alive to be enjoying my life and to be enjoying this show and sharing it with you all so i will take all the birthday wishes even if they are belated and yeah it was really wild i thankfully did not get severe symptoms i am triple vaxxed i am definitely as soon as i test negative again going to get my second booster thankfully i am vaxxed let me tell you all something the brain fog the covid brain fog is real and it is a menace that has been one of the most worrisome symptoms everything else i'm giving you like the full play-by-play so sorry if you're not interested but I, I'm taught you all are my friends, so I'm just sharing with you <laughs> that it was wild. You know, I had the typical like cold and flu symptoms, uh, a very light fever. Thankfully, my fever was not bad. But aside from that, the 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 brain fog is wild. It, my boyfriend and I would talk to each other, and we'd be like, uh, "When did you say this thing? Or did we do this already? Or when were we supposed to do that?" And it was like something that happened that same morning. And granted, uh, usually that happens to me (laughs) on a regular day, on a good day, but it was happening like throughout the day. We just kept forgetting simple things that we had said or done or things that happened. It's just, it's been weird. And unfortunately, I've heard that that is a symptom that does kind of last a while. So hopefully it won't stick with me. I feel pretty good now. I am on my fifth day. So, but I'm still going to try and stay home for the full 10 days. So... Yeah, here I am <laughs> making making this episode for you all. And that, honestly, I thought about you all. I was so worried. I was like, please, please be better by the time you need to make the next episode. But here I am. If my voice sounds different, it, it could be because, again, I'm recovering from sore throat coughing, so... So now that you have the full rundown, (laughs) thank you for listening to that. I think what I'm going to start doing so that I am able to hold myself accountable and update it as there are new patrons is I'm going to give my, my patron thank you 
at the top of every episode because honestly every episode is brought to you the listeners but also by the patrons and so instead of doing that once a month i'm going to give you all a credit on every single episode that you are a patron on so starting with this episode thank you so much to not only this month's patrons but to this episode's patrons which are denise Dottie, Anna, Desiree, Monica, Jeannie, Cami B, Julie, Lori, Karen, Julianne, Amanda, Angela and Co, Sam, Josette, Victoria, D, Eva, Mario, April, Luther, Alejandra, Sadie, and Liza. Thank you all so much for being patrons. And uh, thank you to my new patrons. You all will be getting your goodies in the mail. So if you have any scary stories, any video, audio, picture, anything whatsoever that you want me to share on the show or on the socials, you can DM me on the socials. You can send me an email to sustopodcast.gmail.com or you can leave me a five-star review if you're able to do that wherever you are listening. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. So happy to be on the mend and to bring you this episode, which is about out El Cadejo. The Cadejo is a character from Salvadoran, Belizean, Nicaraguan, Costa Rican, Honduran, Guatemalan, and Southern Mexican folklore. There is a good white cadejo and an evil black cadejo. Both are spirits that appear at night to travelers. The white to protect them from harm during their journey. The black, sometimes an incarnation of the devil, to kill them. The colors of the cadejo are sometimes exchanged according to local tradition. In some places, the black cadejo is seen as the good one and the white cadejo the evil one. They usually appear in the form of a large, shaggy dog with burning red eyes and a goat's hooves. Although in some areas they have more bull-like characteristics, according to the stories, many have tried to kill the black cadejo but have failed and perished. It is said that if a cadejo is killed, It will smell terrible for several days, and then its body will disappear without a trace. Some Guatemalan folklore also tells of a cadejo that guards drunks against anyone who tries to rob or hurt them. When the cadejo is near, it is said to bring about a strong, goat-like smell. Most people say never to turn your back to the creature because otherwise you will go crazy. Speaking to the cadejo will also induce insanity. The cadejo ranges in size according to different tales in various regions. It lurks in graveyards and dark alleys, waiting to attack a passing victim. It has a distinctive smell of concentrated urine and burning sulfur. It rattles with a jerking motion, contracting its pharynx. Its gaze freezes anyone who makes eye contact. It glitters in the pitch dark with skin and short hair, similar to that of a pig. It is said there are three types of black cadejos. The first is the devil himself, in the form of a large, wounded dog with hooved feet that are bound with red-hot chains. It is said that not even the white cadejo is able to completely stop him. 
Unlike the regular black cadejo, it is not likely to pursue and attack a passing human, as it is a scout, the eyes of evil. Instead, anyone who crosses his path will soon face a tragic event. The second type of cadejo is the regular one, the mysterious evil dog. It kills and savagely tears through its victim. First, it disarms its victims with a series of sounds and other signs, warning it that it is nearby. Then, after the victim is scared, it leaps forward and will kill them if the white cadejo is not near. The final and least powerful type of black cadejo is the offspring of a normal dog and a cadejo. It is a mortal hybrid and can be killed by a strong person, bearing in mind that most people in those regions only carry a machete for protection. Once dead, it will completely rot in a matter of seconds, leaving behind a stain of evil on which grass and moss will never grow again. This cadejo will never bite its victim. Instead, he kicks and pecks them with his snout. After this happens, people say, lo jugó el cadejo, which means they were handled by the cadejo. The victim goes mad. A fairly popular version of the legend in El Salvador talks about two brothers who walk into the house of a black magician. During a storm, he asks the boys to help him with some logs for a fire. Both boys slack on the job but eat the man's food. Once he finds out the little bit of food he had is missing, and that there is not enough wood for his fire, he puts a curse on the road that leads to the boy's village. Voices bother the boys, and when they turn their backs on the voices, they get turned into creatures, a white cadejo and a black one. After going back to their village in their cursed form, they are kicked out and have no choice but to wander the land for eternity. There was one thing that I wanted to address immediately in this story. So at one point when it talks about the quote of lo jugó el cadejo or the cadejo handled them, there was another line in this story that I was like, I'm not going to include that. <laughs> I, I left it here on the Google Doc, which you can find if you're a patron, you have access to the Susto Google Docs, patreon.com slash podcast. But it says this term has been applied to people who are born with a mental illness. I'm guessing this is like a broad phrase that people use against those, again, born with mental illnesses or mental disabilities or people who are neurodivergent or neuroatypical, however you feel comfortable using that to identify. But I did not like that. I was like, that's that's fucked up. That's saying that someone who was born this way, they're dealing with a consequence Whereas I am of the school or the mindset that, and and I would hope that you all are too, after being listeners of the show, you would agree with me that uh, mental illness, it's just a factor of who we are as people. But I just, I don't know, this just felt super stigmatizing to people with mental illness or, again, any of those identities. It just kind of broadens people who deal with that into this group of like, there's something wrong with you, like something happened to you. And that's why you're this way. The sentence even says people who are born with 
So if they're born that way, they were born that way, nothing happened to them. I don't know. Like I said, it was just super stigmatizing and I did not include it in the story reading, but I wanted to address it in case anyone looked up the Cadejo and saw this about it. I, I had to search for that phrase afterwards to see where else it would pop up. But either way, this story, I read it from the website cryptids.fandom.com. It's a cryptid wiki page. That's what I use to read about this. But there are a few other links that I wanted to talk about. So I felt like I really went to the roots of Susto and uh, what I used to do at the beginning, which is really exciting for me. I found this website. It's funeralwise.com. The exact link again is in the Susto Google Docs and Patreon, but it ties this idea of a hellhound, I think is another really recognizable term for this cryptid to all these different cultures around the world. And if you remember, I think in the most recent Letters from the Beyond episode, one of you all submitted a story that mentioned at the end a creature with red eyes but it was like a really tall creature so could this have been a cadejo standing on its hind legs you know because it's black it has the glowing red eyes and i feel like i've spoken about the idea of this kind of creature this black dog red eyes hellhound kind of cryptid i feel like i've touched on it very lightly before so i feel this is definitely in that same vein but again this website that i found this article it's called what is a hellhound the many faces of the devil dog by justin nobel on march 2015 so i'm going to start off right away tying it to other cultures it says in greek and roman mythology cerberus is a multi-headed dog with a serpent's tail cerberus has a mane of snakes and lion's claws he guards the entrance to the underworld preventing the dead from escaping and the living from entering. Right there, there's that duality, again, of life and death, good and bad, the black cadejo, the white cadejo. This continues, Cerberus is the result of an interesting mating between Echidna, a half-woman, half-serpent creature, hence the mane of snakes, and Typhon, a large, fearsome monster. Disputed in the many artistic and architectural depictions of Cerberus is how many heads the creature actually has. Usually there are three, sometimes one, or two, and on occasion as many as 50 or 100. So this, I feel, is on a more radical end of the spectrum of this idea of a hellhound. It's got snakes, lions, paws, multiple heads, but also the Cadejo is said to have goat's hooves, and there's variations of the type of Cadejo. This continues, from Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Honduras, Guatemala, and southern Mexico comes the Cadejo, a group of spirits that often appears to travelers journeying at night. White Cadejos are good and protect travelers and black cadejos are evil and seek to kill travelers. I wanted to address that too. So that again depends on which region is telling the story. And also there's this idea that I would like to do more research into and dig deeper into. I remember reading or seeing something about this idea of whenever we tell these stories in like paranormal stories, black, evil, white, good, right? And someone again, one time in something, I think an article I read or a documentary I watched was tying the idea of how anti-blackness is global. And uh, we're talking about people. And uh, the idea that that sentiment is, that feeling or that belief is, it's perpetuated, it's encouraged by creating and sharing these stories, saying that, well, this creature is black, so it's obviously evil. And I'm not doing it any real justice right now, (laughs) because again, this is something that I heard of 
a long time ago. And like I said, it's something that I want to look more into and see if maybe someone wrote something really comprehensive about that. That'd be great. But I'll just plant that seed there for now and that idea of how we look at what evil is and what good is. Because like we said, this depends on the region that you're hearing the story from. And some will say that the white Kadejo is evil and the black one is good. So just an idea to, you know, think about. This continues. Kadejos are large, about the size of a cow. Okay, so again, referencing that story where they mentioned that the creature, the black creature with the glowing red eyes was really tall. I mean, cows are pretty big, right? If you're eye level with a cow, that's like, what, like five feet? So if I saw something five feet tall with glowing red eyes, then yeah, I'd be like, that thing is huge. And so then imagine that possibly standing on its hind legs, climbing a tree, whatever. This continues. They are shaggy and typically have burning red eyes and goat or bull-like hooves. Cadejos also may smell like goats. I wonder what that's about, why they smell like... Is it because of the goat hooves? They just smell like goats? A cadejo is nearly impossible to kill, but if the feat is accomplished, the corpse will smell horribly for several days, then disappear. I feel like, again, that's normal. Any corpse that's left there to rot is going to smell bad. (laughs) But the idea of... I think it's... Was it the the one that's like a regular cadejo and a dog? That if that one is killed, it rots in a matter of like seconds and then it disappears. The dis- I want to know what disappear means, you know? Does it eventually disappear? Like it just decomposes into the earth or does it just vanish, you know? This says many people say to never turn your back on a cadejo. If you do, you will go crazy. Speaking to a cadejo will induce insanity. Of the evil cadejo, it is said that the fur is hard, oily, and bristly and that the eyes reflect the fires of hell. That's why they're so red. A thick chain around his neck weighs him down and is said to drag along the ground with a clankety clankety clank. (laughs) I like the way they wrote that. A cadejo appears as a warning before those who have done something wrong. Again, that's if it's the devil in the form of a cadejo because the other ones will kill you, right? Know your, hashtag know your cadejo. A really quick, this one had a story. So this says, uh, there are two versions of how the cadejo came to be. In one story, an errant priest is transformed into a cadejo as punishment. The second story involves a mischievous boy. The boy would place an ox yoke under his bed sheet and sneak out of his house at night to party, then return home in the wee hours of the morning and sleep all day in the shade of a tree or bush. His father, furious that the boy was sleeping rather than helping out on the farm, cursed his son with the following message. You will continue lying down on all your four legs for centuries and centuries. Amen. With that, the boy turned into the cadejo. So again, we're seeing this idea of these stories as warnings or cautionary tales of be a good kid, pay attention to your parents, don't be lazy. If you're lazy or if you're not listening and you don't want to help around or in the house, you're going to turn into a cadejo because you're as lazy as a dog, I guess is what that means. Well, moving on in the same website, they're tying it to other cultures. And so this says in the north of England, a hellhound is called the Barguest, a massive dog with huge teeth and claws. Like the Cadejo, the Barguest often preys on travelers. The origin of this creature are disputed. Bearer of death is black as coal and smells like burning brimstone. The eyes are deep and bright and glow red. Teeth are razor sharp. The bearer of death has recently been seen in Connecticut, Kentucky, Louisiana, Ohio, and Germany. This is again from 2015. So as of 2015, apparently it's been seen there. As the bearer of death moves, it leaves behind a burned out of vegetation in its wake. So if you are from those places in the U.S., let me know if you've seen the bearer of death, also known as the Bargas or the Cadejo, or possibly a version of Cerberus, right? So 
This other link that I have here is from uh, a website called Modern Farmer. This is another name for the Cadejo or like from a different culture. This says, tales of monstrous black dogs, often with glowing red eyes, abound worldwide, but especially in England. So apparently the Cadejo is big in England. Black Shuck is a popular one, but many regions have their own versions. They're called the Girt Dog, Padfoot, our guest, the Harry Hound, the Yeth Hound, and the Grim, among other names. I'm sorry, but Yeth Hound, it sounds, it's like someone's saying Yath. <laughs> it's the Yeth Hound. That's my favorite right there. In the Isle of Man, they're called a Maudie Doo, and in Scotland, a Kasath, Sasath. This, okay, I would try reading this, but the spelling looks weird to me. There's weird, there's like weird symbols in the spelling. I guess they're trying to show it phonetically, but it's not working for my brain. But it's C-A-S-A-T-H, Kasath. I'm not sure. Black Dog Legends inspired Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's The Hound of Bakervilles, and a Grimm makes an appearance in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban in the teacup, right? Give me the cup. Oh! Ah! Oh, dear boy. My dear... You have the grim. What's the grim? A cursory search will reveal numerous black dog pubs, black dog restaurants, and black dog inns scattered across England. You know what? Yeah, that's so true. I feel like I've definitely seen that motif in movies and photos, like videos. Like, it's always like a black dog pub or something like that. Wow, that is... I. Just made that connection. Interesting. This continues, and sorry, this is from Devil Dogs, The Mysterious Black Dogs of England by Andy Wright in 2014 on modernfarmer.com. Again, link on Patreon. This continues. Mark Norman has been researching black dogs for 15 years. He grew up in Devon, an English county known for its coastlines and ritual island that is rife with legends and myths. But he didn't develop a special affinity for black dog stories until he arrived at the University of Exeter, where he works for the Student Guild. There he discovered the archives of respected English folklorist Theo Brown, including seven whole boxes of black dog lore. What I would do to get my hands on those boxes. Norman was hooked. He is currently working on a book about black dogs using Brown's material as well as collecting stories on his own. I need to look up this Theo Brown and see where we can read his books, because that would be so cool. All right, so... There's a lot more in that one, but I'll leave it there. I have one more link, and this is from ElSalvadorTrips.com, El Cadejo Legend. This is just another origin of the legend of El Cadejo from El Salvador. This says, although it is known in Central America, Mexico, and part of South America, the legend of El Cadejo is very popular in Salvador. This legend comes from the times of our indigenous ancestors who usually believed that the dog helped humans in their passage into the afterlife when they died. With the arrival of the Spaniards and Christianity to our lands, the legend was changed to show the difference between good and evil. See, what was I mentioning earlier? This idea of anti-blackness and it being tied to how we perceive what is good and what is evil. There apparently was no real difference between the Cadejos to the indigenous Salvadorans, but with the arrival of Spaniards and Christianity, 
Europeans to the lands, the legend was changed to show that there was a difference between those two Cadejos, that one was good and one was evil. Okay, continuing. The legend says that the Cadejo is actually a spirit of a ghost represented with the appearance of a dog, which has red and sparkling eyes. There are two types of Cadejos, the white Cadejo that represents, again, good, the black that represents evil. God, in his effort to protect us, decided to create a good spirit, which is represented, again, that, wow, this one is really driving the idea of white, good, black, bad. This says that the evil one often appears to those who wander in the villages late at night or those who perform immoral acts or have a bad conscience and behavior. So it has pursued his victims for a while to scare them and then it hypnotizes them with its huge red eyes. When they are caught, steals their soul, leaving them like fools to the rest of their lives. This is called the El Salvador that a person has been played by an evil spirit. So this could be a different take on that phrase, lo jugó el cadejo, or the cadejo handled them. Instead of it being like, like they messed with someone's mental illness or their brain or whatever. This is saying like, it's going to take your soul and a soulless person, someone who is immoral or someone who has bad ethics has been handled by the cadejo. That makes more sense to me. Because <laughs> if you're doing something bad, if you're doing bad things, if you're being a bad person, then yeah, it makes sense for people to judge you a little bit, you know? But that's interesting. This is the first one that I'm seeing that mentions the idea of being hypnotized by the Cadejo. I thought it was interesting also in the story that there's mention that the Cadejo protects drunk people. Because as I've mentioned in other stories, there's this idea that drunk people or people with substance use issues are subject to punishment by some of these spirits and entities. So I thought it was this was a very interesting change that in this with this cryptid it protects those people sometimes. So again, just I thought that was a very interesting point. This continues Moreover, the white cadejo has blue eyes and represents a spirit of light that protects all faithful believers. This is interesting. Again, now not only is the good cadejo white, it has blue eyes. So all the creatures that are white with blue eyes are good. Interesting, right? <laughs> I'm like not trying to push any idea. I'm just making these connections that I have found throughout reading this content, okay? This article finishes up. People say that the evil Cadejo can easily be scared away from places or dwellings where it appears or to get rid of the spirit that you must burn incense commonly known as Sahun Medio in El Salvador. Sahun Mario in El Salvador. I'm not sure what kind of incense that is. I think I'm going to ask my friends at City Alchemist here in Austin if they know what this incense is. And you all should check out their socials. You can follow them on Instagram at City Alchemist. Uh, you can go to their website, cityalchemist.com. It's where the witches shop. The last thing in this article says, the next time you leave at night from anywhere in El Salvador, don't go alone in the street or be careful and be sure to look back always because maybe a cadejo could be following you. But other legends say to never look away from the cadejo or never give your back at it. So what is the truth? Y'all, thank you so much for sticking with me through that. I'm um, not sure if you could 
hear the difference in my voice. I certainly felt it. I hope it was not too drastic or it wasn't too unpleasant. Uh, Like I said, I was really worried about putting this episode out because I wanted to make sure I could do it. I was feeling well enough to record and edit. So thank you either way for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to super support it, you can do so by leaving a review or a rating wherever you are listening to the podcast. You could also become a patron. That's patreon.com slash podcast for extra perks and benefits like 24-hour early access to the episodes and ad-free listening and other little goodies here and then. Make sure to follow along on the socials. That's at Susto Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok for any and all updates on the show. Send your content to me so that I can share it on the show or on the socials. You already know how to do that. I want to keep doing those Letters from the Beyond episodes. Those are so much fun. I love hearing from you. I love hearing your stories. So please continue to send those in. I'm collecting them as I get them so that I can give you a good healthy episode. Thank you all for being here. I will talk to you next time and what's your dog's name? Bye!